Hear us here and the host of the hour. First to follow the fox named Neve, with books laid before the bear named M, to read and retire around the long fire. We're back. Yeah. Like every week. It's not actually that a surprise when we just do two weeks in a row. And yet. Yeah. I don't have anything to say other than we're back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that's just, you always say we're back. And sometimes that like, we're really back. You know? Yeah, that's and Other true. times it's the normal we're back. You're not wrong. I'm so fucking tired tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I took a mental health day yesterday and it didn't improve my mental health one bit. It was a fucking waste. It's fucked up. Yeah. That's eight um, hours of PTO I will not get back. Yeah. I think I'm starting to get whatever cough thing my child has, which tests have so far been negative for COVID. That's good. Um, Don't it hasn't get COVID been like again. too it hasn't been too bad for my kid, but I'm still I feel like you can maybe hear it a little bit in my voice. So um but I'm also tired because so like at work today, we had like a big celebration lunch with like the team. Like I'm on a small team, uh, but we went out to this Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one, the cocktail that they made at that Italian restaurant, because drinks were encouraged, um, was very strong. Uh, so I was like slightly tipsy when I got back to work. But the bigger thing was I had just eaten like a giant meal of like a bunch of Italian food, which is just very carb heavy. And so I was just like, I am, I don't want to, I'm like sleepy. I just want to go take a nap. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I would love to both eat pasta and then take a nap in that order. Yeah. Yeah. And by nap, I mean, just go to bed, <laughs> just have some fucking Alfredo, maybe some spaghetti and go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. Um, I had like, they have like a special pasta that they make. That's like, you know, their specialty. So I had that with like the vodka sauce. What's so special about it? It's just like the one that they do really well or whatever, you know? I feel like a lot of Italian places, there's like the ones where it's like this, we like really make fresh all the time. And then there's like other ones where it's like, oh, we like pre-make stuff and dry it or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was good. It was, um, I like don't at all know how to pronounce, uh, Italian stuff, but like the Picheri or Picari, um, it's kind of like a, a smooth, very large, um rigatoni it's like a tube but it's like big um oh yeah okay i know this one yeah uh but i mean it was good it was it was like very good fresh pasta um and there's like a little bit of sausage uh some really good like fresh made mozzarella um you know like the fresh mozzarella where it's like so fresh and like it's never gone into anything so it's just like nice and and like uh creamy still yeah. so um yeah it was a good meal um but afterwards i was like i that was a very heavy meal i would like to take a nap under my desk now <laughs> so they did not let me take a nap under under my desk mm. but, um yeah, that, that was my day. I also had a bunch of meetings today, so I felt like I didn't do any actual work. Uh, my work's been very slow, so I've just been watching a lot of YouTube. Yeah. Going slowly crazy. 
Yeah. I actually don't like it when we're in... Because, like, I don't really want to get involved in anything. Because, like, something might pop up. But nothing does. So I just end up kind of, like, waiting for something to happen for eight hours. Which is basically the way you turn me into, like, a feral monster of a human being. <laughs> yeah. Um... Also, the worst is that in office, when you're at home, sometimes like, oh, if I, I was still work just from prefer home, to have like steady work, but yeah, it's on, like, yeah, on yeah. days like that, if it was work from home, I'd be in fucking bed watching The Sopranos. I can't do that at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like when you have one of those really slow days when you're at home, you're just like, well, I just get to chill and just like read something or yeah, like, I look up I just make need sure to be present no enough. every 20 minutes. There's yeah. no emails. I go back to doing what I was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, in office it's truly because you don't you don't want to look too like I got nothing to do. You always gotta like kind of well act act like you're slightly busy. Uh, you know? Thankfully, I work in a place that doesn't really like when there's no work. Everyone knows there's no work. It's fine, you know. It, yeah, it's a slow it's slow season, and no one's bothering with their fucking insurance right now. Next next month's gonna be busier. It always is. Um, but it does mean we do sit on our ass a bunch and wait around. Yeah. Um. Wow. Hopefully, it hits the balance where it's just a fine amount of work. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm not expecting it for the rest of the year. I'll be honest. I expect it to be a rough uh, month of work. Yeah. Need to start bringing more books or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, I just saw this, this image of Siegfried's death. Uh, or just link it to me. Um, yeah, no, you didn't. I, I have not. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm currently trying to get a better version of it because the version that I tried to get was, um, it's not going to link nicely. Let's see. I think that'll work. Oh, that's just a big long Google link. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. I'm gonna be honest. This is not what I picture in my head at all. Yeah. Um, I pictured him a lot more naked when it happened. Does that man got like toe socks on? Um, Hoggins got yeah, like just... Hoggins got like a like leotard on, and his feet are just feet pervert definition yeah. happening in the, the shot here. <laughs> he has he has the tightest fucking tights. Yes, um, it's like you know, there's a, like a tassel on the front that's yeah. like going over his junk, and it's there for modesty because with how much all of the other muscles yeah, he's, are defined, he's Doctor Manhattan, you would down see there. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I guess the other guys kind of have some muscle definition, but not like him. Not like him. You think Siegfried would have a little more than this, honestly, being the yeah. big hero of all time or whatever. Do we want to talk about the book this week, I guess? Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> to talk uh, about Julius Schnorr von Carlsfield being bad at anatomy. Um not bad at anatomy, <laughs> just like pick the wrong guy to over exaggerate here. Yeah. Um well. So, chapter 16, how Siegfried was slain. Our, our boy finally dies. Um, Not before he uh, <laughs> kill steals every animal in the forest for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, they go hunting, and uh, every single animal that you could kill, he kills. <laughs> uh, 
There's like such a list by the end. Yes. Um, but uh, also, there's the part where he like catches a bear and then takes it back to where everybody is. Yeah, just and to then like releases entertain it them. So people, yeah, so people like freak out and then chases down the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There was like some note that like this stuff seems like a newer addition or something. Um. To like provide a little bit of comedy before he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, it was truly wild how much there was just the the hunt and the hunting antics before we get to, um, you know, honestly, less of a Dick Cheney moment than I thought to you. I thought it would be like some sort of like in the middle of the hunt. No, it's way you after. <clears throat> yeah, they're just like chilling and stuff. Um, I, have to, and- I have to I have to interrupt you for a second. So you sent me this picture, uh, which I will probably use for the episode art. Um, but it's from like a <laughs> an order of print, like order like a fine art print, like printed on some paper or canvas uh, website, and they have SEO tags for this fucking photo. <laughs> and I'm just gonna read off the first couple: Germany, German, Germans, Germany with. Two E's. German, 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 German as one tag. <laughs> That's six Germans. I might have said seven. I don't know. I wasn't counting that hard. Um, but I saw six Germans right next to Germany yeah. and lost my fucking mind. Why is it six Germans? The rest of them are all normal. It's like Burgundian, yeah. killing, outdoors, poetry, poem, wall, murder. That all yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah, miss five people. I sure. love five people because it implies that someone will be looking for paintings that only had specific numbers of people. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm trying to find a, an image of a man getting killed where there's three people. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um but yeah, they're like they're going to take a bath basically in like a, a spring, right? Or like some sort of pool. Yeah. Um and uh Siegfried like basically again, I think in this photo Siegfried should be naked because it seems like he's just like fully takes off his clothes and is going to get into the water. Um and Hagen like double checks the tunic. It's like let me double check where that that cross is. Um so I can then figure out where the weak point is and then hurls the javelin into his back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was like basically. Oh, it. the other thing uh, they, they did. Hagen takes his because he's like unstrapping all of his gear and Hagen grabs it all and runs away with it. So when they do stab him, he won't be able to grab his sword and kill it. All he has is his uh, shield, which he does almost bash Hagen to death with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does. He doesn't just like keel over right away. No, he is like running around trying to kill them for a while. Um, and then I think this is the, the chapter like basically just ends with like they do we even get them bringing him? I think it's a start of next chapter where they actually bring it back and like put it. Yeah, the thing that matters here is that um, immediately um, Gunther's sad about it. And even standing over Siegfried's body, he's like, why are you sad, motherfucker? You did this to me. (laughs) Yeah. And Hagen's like, I don't know what you're sad for either. You told me to do this. Um, A a disaster has befallen us. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um. But yeah. Then just like this part just feels particularly cruel, which is that like so they're gonna pretend that some uh was it like bandits yeah, or something bandits got him. Yeah. Um. And instead of being like. Oh, we were out hunting and he like got too far ahead and the bandits got him. Um, or something like that. They like take the body and they just put it where like Creamhild and her attendants will find it. In the morning. Just when they like in, ring. Yeah, in the, for morning the morning when they yes. wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Um And she immediately sees that he is, other than being stabbed, has not been in battle and knows that exactly what happened, that Hagen took the information that she gave him and murdered her husband in cold blood. Yeah. Um, she just immediately, it seems like she was already, like, even before this happened, had become worried, like, wait a minute, why did Hagen want to know that? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't trust this. I don't trust this MF. Um, but yeah, so, uh, there's also, I mean, there's, there's a fair amount of just people, like, lamenting, um, crying over Siegfried, um, his father is also like, you know, obviously beaten up about this. Um, and there's the part where, so there's like this old belief that, um, you know, existed at that time, like when this was written, that, um, if you like had the corpse with the person who like attacked them, the, the wound would bleed again. Um, and so, uh, Hagen is like near the corpse and it starts bleeding again. Yes. Um, and so then Creamhill's like, I fucking knew it. I knew it was you. <laughs> um But uh yeah, and Guther keeps asserting that it was robbers. Um and then the other big thing I remember is um Sigmund Siegfried's father multiple times is like, are you sure you want to keep staying with, I mean, I know they're like your kinsmen, but like, I will let you still be a queen. Like, you know, we're not going to like challenge you being the queen now that, that Siegfried is dead as the king. Um, and we'll take good care of you. And we're not the people who killed your husband. Do you want to come home with me? Uh, and she keeps being like, no, I'm going to stay here. Um, Really stupid of her, honestly. I feel like she should yeah. have gone. Uh, I was partially um, convinced by Gieselhair, one of her yes. uh, brothers, who's like, you know, we'll take care of you, basically. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I don't think there's, like, too much else that comes up. I know that, uh, so Siegmund goes goes home alone without Grimhild. Um But I think that's about it. Yeah, uh, that one's the the Siegmund chapter is really short, and yeah. um, they basically Siegmund they say Siegmund's out of the saga at this point. So yeah, <laughs> we have um, to just live with uh, Kriemhild and Brunhild uh, destroying each other and everyone around them. Yeah, um, I do feel like this probably timed out well just like the the number of chapters where we're gonna start in on some like real cream held seeks revenge stuff yes so yeah though i don't know why she wouldn't do that from somewhere far away where she has a lot of money and resources that are not explicitly tied to her brother who killed her husband i just yeah. don't think that this is wise yeah um it seems like in this way the people that you want to get revenge on have a lot more power and control over you yeah. Um 
but I'm sure I'm sure there'll be plenty of fun drama. Uh, yeah, definitely enjoyed this reading, uh, especially that first chapter. Uh, just has some fun antics before the death, um, and the the stabbing in the pool is just you know that's great imagery. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the cool spring nearby. Um. I don't I have I don't have too much else about this. I mean, no. No. I feel like it hasn't added much like thematically to the stuff to to pick at. No, so. eventually you just got to kill the guy. Um, now it gets juicy. Yeah. Yeah. There'll probably be some like new cool stuff coming up, but not yet. Yeah. Um again, was just surprising to me how much uh we delayed his death to have some some fun hunting antics. <laughs> yes. Uh, probably like the bulk of what we read was just running around killing all sorts of animals. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I don't know what you've been up to. Movies now more than ever. Now more than ever, I've been watching movies. I have my own podcast where I have to talk about those. I can't just like burn all of that here, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, we are not recording for another, because we already have one in the can. So everything I watched the last couple of days is just uh, not for me, but we aren't recording again until the, um, God, that record, the 23rd, around then, around Christmas time. So oh, I have yeah. a lot of movie time between now and then. Um, uh, I've been trying to just not, my, my, the thing that's happened is, uh, of course, um, I'm like, well, I'm watching movies now. I should have a project to focus my, my will into a direction. And I'm like, no idiot. You're supposed to be over. You're trying to get over this tendency in your life. Um, yeah. So I'm trying hard not to do that, but I did have like the, uh, just the thought, oh, what if I did X, Y, whatever project? Um, I'm just going to try to, when I feel like watching a movie, I'll put on a movie and I'll watch it and that's it. Um, yeah. I watched uh, I watched Broadway Me- Melody. I don't remember Broadway. I think it's Broadway Melody of 1940, which is part of the Criterion uh, MGM musical selection they have going. It's like the earliest one I think that they have, um, which is the fourth Broadway Melody um, feature because they started in like the 20s and did them up through there. And they um, that part, those musicals are like we are filming like a, what used to be a stage show. I mean, it still is, I guess in 1940, maybe not 1940, but you know, it is a dying art form that is being converted into film with a light story around it. Um, are, are interesting. I don't like, I, most of them I've not liked as much as I thought. I thought this one's actually pretty good. This is probably the best one of these I've seen. I'm much more into the fifties style, uh, movie with a narrative that happens to have musical sequences. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm always like very partial to the the Busby Berkeley style. I don't know um, what that means. Uh, basically, like, and I'm I'm trying to remember exactly when he started. I mean, he's like a fairly old musical director. Uh-huh. Uh, but he was he was noted for having the like really intense choreography. Okay. Um, so, uh, if you ever see like an old. Yeah, his, his first one that he did choreography for was Whoopi in 1930. Trying to see if I've um, seen. I've seen Zigfield Girl, which I thought was okay. Um, That's like 41, though. So, you know, it's a different era. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I've not seen any of his 30s stuff, which I assume is where the best of his work does is. Um, yeah, I feel like the the biggest thing is just like uh, it's always these like extremely elaborate choreographed, like lots of people on screen. There's yes. just like a spectacle to it. So, um, yeah, I I just like particularly enjoy that like intensity of like, here's a bunch of people performing. We just put them all put them all there. Yeah. Um, and it's like often just like weird, elaborate, uh, abstract architecture that they're like moving around on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually like the, the, like the plot stuff, if, if I want to watch a movie with plot, like, yeah, I probably want something more from the fifties, but if I want to do one of these old ones, I just want it to be this like weird maximalist, um, highly choreographed thing. And I'm truly just in it for the like musical numbers yeah so um this is not quite maximalist as that it does have like a really extravagant final number um but it's the 40s like this movie wasn't in color because they're like there's a war on it's too expensive to shoot in color um yeah (laughs) so you know you get this is my first eleanor powell movie though and she's fucking great i'm not like a big fred astaire fan for the record but i know the man can dance i'm not discounting his ability to dance i just don't think he's a good actor and she can fucking dance her like circles around that man um in a way that i have never seen anyone uh, dance circles around that man before and i was really pleased about that um she's in a bunch of movies i have not seen and i would like to check them out (laughs) but like her career Um, basically ends in the, the mid 40s so yeah um trying to watch horror movies which uh i do because you know they're easy they're all like 90 minutes long that's the secret um that's the one where i'm most like oh, i need a project i need a new franchise to dig into because it's really hard to browse horror movies because every horror movie sounds fucking terrible the good ones the bad ones most of them are bad that's the thing with horror i love horror but 90 percent of them are fucking terrible um yeah but you know what are you gonna do it's that's the genre i've chosen to enjoy um uh but i I, i've seen all a lot of the big franchise not everything like i i've only seen the exorcist i have not seen any of the extra sequels i should probably do that at some point in my life but i don't really want to make a project of it right now um but i watched the fourth hell house llc movie which hit shutter this year uh which is fucking stupid oh my god so they're, they're found footage movies and here's the thing with found footage for me is I think found footage is genuinely really scary most of the time because to me, a thing that I find scary is when the camera turns and there there's nothing and then it turns away and then it turns back and then there's something that wasn't there before. Yeah. Gets me every time. It doesn't matter. I've seen it a thousand times. I know when it's happening. It still gets me every time. Just a pure animal instinct thing. You can't like intellectualize your way out of. I think it's scary. Um, I, I am still uneasy around mirrors because horror movies have trained me to, if you look into a mirror, you can't look into it twice. Cause the second time is going to be someone right behind you and it'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, as an adult, I felt this way as a kid cause I grew up watching horror movies and even as an adult, I'm uneasy if I'm like, Oh, I got to look at this mirror again. I really don't want to do that. Um, stupid. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just get behaviors ingrained <laughs> in your brain. Um, yeah. and so they're found footage movies. The first three are about this evil hotel where there's like, a cult happened and it, it gets really religiously in the third one and eventually they burn it down but like three different groups of people going to this hotel and doing found footage stuff for like ghost hunter shit very like postmodern uh found footage and they all end up dying in various ways and then this third this fourth one is like a sequel after the hotel burned down there's this lady who does like true crime documentaries but like she's not actually making movies i don't know she's putting on youtube it's not really clear um 
And she goes to a place like the town over that's like a haunted house. And it turns out it had a tie to the hotel. So it's like a prequel feeding in some back lore of the hotel, but also a sequel after the hotel's gone. And it just has way too much like cult shit, which I find boring. I think cults are so boring. And uh, lore, it's like all because there's like these evil clown mannequins that at the end of every movie start moving and everyone freaks out. Um, they do like the the weeping angels thing where if you look at it, it's like yeah. it frozen, but then they turn away and they look back and it's starting it's like move forward that thing gets me every time it's good it's easy horror movies are easy um yeah but now now we know who one of the clowns was before he became one of the evil clown mannequins and i was like i thought they were demons what are we to- what are we doing here why are we giving these people human backstories <laughs> um yeah i hate i hate when horror movies feel the need to like tidy everything up and explain everything paranormal activity does for like a second and then there's like the one where it turns like they go into a house that's full of witches and every door takes you a different time in like space time and i never saw the one after that but i was like man that's a great way to blow up your lore once you've made it too tidy just cut the whole thing in half who cares yeah the uh part part of like uh, this is a tendency in media in general that I just don't like is like the introducing the lore that explains everything. Mm-hmm. Cause I just think that the weird unexplained things in like media and stuff is, is really interesting and like not, not interesting in that. Like I want to unpack it or something, but because mm. it's like so much more evocative than giving some sort of lore reason for it. Yeah. Um, but with, with horror movie stuff in particular, it's just like the unknown is scary. It's one of the key things that people yes. are afraid of. Yes. Why would you explain it? Um, <laughs> Why would you make it known? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think when you're making franchise <laughs> horror, I think at some point you, you are abdicating new scares in favor of like the lore is kind of the point right um yeah i think of i think of child's play chucky franchise i guess at this point because there's way more of those than child's plays which has just abdicated being horror movies i would argue they were not like particularly scary horror movies in the beginning yeah but they are full-on like family dark comedies about 20 different characters that have existed through 30 years of cinema and television um this is like New group of people film themselves getting murdered by demons in four movies that came out over eight years. The first movie's from 2016, and they're all the fucking same. They're all by the same director. They just all have the same vibe, and no, there's no continuity beyond the lore of the house. And I'm just like, there's nothing, nothing to hold on to. And none of them are like weird and goofy. There's like the bit in franchise horror where they like a new person comes in and they don't care about the franchise, and everyone who loves the thing complains. It's always like bad for the business of movie making. But I always love when like. In Michael Myers, it turns out all the doctors in the hospital are weird druids and they're going to control Michael Myers with a weird druid knife and Paul Rudd has to stop him. That's when it's good. That's when it's really crappy and good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love when horror movies just lose the plot entirely. And when there's it's so tightly wound in the way the modern franchises can be, I just am not I'm not here for it in that way. I like it when it gets a little yeah. like shaggy dog. There's too many ideas in the, uh, the suit. Um, more of that. Hellraiser went to space and then forgot about it and made six other movies that are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was also going to mention one of the things that, and this is a big thing in, in fan horror, especially, but it happens in other horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that gets me the, the best example that I like, I think most people have in their head um, or like King conjure is in Blair Witch Project where like you go down the stairs and then he's just like staring at the wall. Yes. Um, and like that kind of stuff where it's just like there's just like somebody like you can't like fully see what they're doing. They're like doing something weird 
Um, that's the stuff that I really love. Yes. Yes, um, absolutely. Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I was looking at movies that Fred Astaire has been in yes. just like, you know, while you were talking. Um, and I, I did note the one, the gay divorcee, which I'm sure, uh, is not what I want it to be, but <laughs> you are a cartoon version of yourself. <laughs> I just, you know. Have you noticed? Maybe it's just me. I feel like (laughs) there's been some edict at Wikipedia to get rid of the terms filmography. Have you noticed this? Um, When you go to like, when you go to people's pages, it's like list of performances, list of films directed. They don't use filmographies anymore. Yeah. Stage film and television work. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Because um, it's yeah. it's happened across multiple like performers, directors, whatever. As I'm looking stuff up because I'm watching movies, and I'm like, at some point in the last six months, someone handed down an editorial mandate, and everyone's been changing the site, and that's fine. I don't really care. I just thought it was weird. <laughs> um, I d- although did they change the? So I went to the the Wikipedia page for uh Kurosawa Akira because I've I've gone in that what a number of times just you know over the years Mm -hmm. still has filmography yeah but i feel like the article that it used to to link to was like filmography of akira kurosawa or whatever now it says lists of works yes yes that's exactly what i mean like they're in the process of changing everything over it's really weird yeah um yeah yeah, I don't know if, if anyone knows anything about. It, no one's gonna know anything about this. I just think it's yeah. uh, interesting. I just I've noticed it so consistently now. I'm like there must be something going on. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling the urge to be movie moded. I just don't have a ton of time to be movie moded right now. So. Oh uh, um, yeah. Well, I don't. Tell especially you. like there's a certain amount of uh. <clears throat> Cause I have to like get the ghost divers new year special in here. Um, which is just, that's just like an extra recording that I have to do. Um, I'm going to be on novel, not do uh, novel, not new. So that's another recording I have to do at some point. We're going to like double up Bhutan one night mm-hmm. so that we don't have to do it over like the holiday stuff. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there's just like a lot of like both. I have extra stuff that I don't normally do. And then, uh, also trying to cram some stuff like earlier in the month so that I don't have to do it like over Yule, um, means that I'm going to get to Yule and I'll be like, Oh, I have all this time now. It will be nice. But, uh, so I think like basically the only podcast, I think there's a stairwells that we'll probably do um, if we don't do it like earlier that week, like before the 21st. And then I think on the 21st, the first day of Yule is when I have to do the uh, Star Wars holiday special. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, And then like on the 30th or something, I think we're still doing it. Ghost divers. But although we, I think we might have moved that. I think Connor asked to move that because he has like a friend who's going to visit or something. Oh, yeah. We have no we have no that. special breaks and no special extra yeah. episodes. We're just plowing through our schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because of that, I just feel like like I have more stuff in the evenings. I also like my wife's birthday is coming up. So there's like evenings that I'm specifically just going to be like, oh, we're going to go out to eat, like stuff like that. So evenings. How um, many birthdays she got? What? The only one birthday. Well, there's gonna there's gonna be like 
the actual on the birthday, we're going to go out and eat and have a nice dinner. But then probably be like another like, you know, I'm often like busy recording and stuff. I'm, I'm trying to carve out some time to be like, hey, let's hang out. It's your birthday. So. Look, she like has a birthday week. I do the birthday month thing like. <laughs> I'm scoffing at the both of you. Yeah. Um, just saying. Uh huh. Find some time to watch the movies. It's your job to bring the movies. Yeah. Uh, I did watch John Wick recently. Um, this is your first time watching John Wick. Yeah. I. Okay. I understand we have a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are going to find this a disagreeable opinion. I thought John Wick was mid. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I like the thing is the thing is I watch it and I'm like I appreciate that that like there's a a vein of movies that are happening sort of right now that are like pulling from John Woo but also this is not as good as John Woo (laughs) yeah I mean it's not even that it's that I think I think the initial premise is very good Um, I think the action's mostly coherent and fine Um, but it goes on 30 minutes too long There's only so much of, oh, Keanu Reeves shoots a guy real good that I I care to see. And the movie, like, basically, I'm full. And then he's got to go and actually fight the Russians in their stupid Russian warehouse. And I'm like, I'm I'm done. I could go home right now. I don't need to see this. Yeah. Um... The plot feel th- apparently there was like an edit of it that was like two hours and then they cut it down. And I'm like, how how do you have two hours of yeah. this movie? Like the plot is so slight that I want it to be 60 minutes. Like, yes, um, I really yeah. like to uh, I think it's aesthetically more interesting. Um, but then they introduce a bunch of lore where like I know three I I was done with two. I was like, I'm pretty good. I don't need to see another one. These third one really seemed like it was leaning into the lore. There's just a bunch of lore shit that I just don't care about. And that's what three and four mm. and whatever the TV show and whatever bullshit they're doing is about. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I don't need this to turn to a fucking Marvel universe. Like, get out of here. Go home. Yeah. I know that stuff will also annoy me. But um, I mean, the, I did think that the action was better than like a lot of Hollywood action stuff that came out shortly before it. So, um, well, yeah, th- competing in the level of like where Hollywood action films yeah. are at, John Wick <laughs> kicks the shit out of basically everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So for me, it's the combo of like, this is fine, but it went on a little too long. Um, also, there's like this way that people talk about, like, like the director and stuff talks about like, oh, when we were making it, we were like, uh, we don't want to do the cliche of like kill the wife and that's why he gets revenge. So we made it like kill the dog. But I'm like, symbolically killing the dog is killing the what you did the same thing. You did the same thing. <laughs> you didn't you didn't like upend the trope at all. You didn't. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I was also just like slightly annoyed when I saw that fact with the, the beginning premise of it. But um, yeah, it's a little bit too long. And then it's also just like this action's good, but also. I know the stuff that it's pulling from, and that stuff is uh, as good, if not better, because usually the plot's just more batshit and weird stuff's happening. Yeah, where it will sustain, you know, a half uh, hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand everyone's like standards are lower because Disney's made uh, eight thousand movies they claim are action movies, but are really boring. And before that, yeah. people were eating up shit like The Expendables, which is like the most boring films on earth. Um, mm-hmm. no, no reason to waste your time with that shit. Go watch some direct to DVD slop. It'll be better because the people there at least care about what they're doing, even if they have no money and everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I like, I gave it like 
four stars on the letterbox and like it was like between three and a half and four and i was like eh, i feel like i want to have room for the other ones because i feel like some of the other ones yeah they will go down i so, i assume i gave john wick four stars uh when i saw it yeah um but it's just a movie that i think is overlong and not that not that interesting uh compared to its reputation like I said, I do enjoy two, but um, I was good. I was totally fine on that. It's not Keanu Reeves' fault. I'll watch him and all sorts of stuff, but um, yeah. he needs to do more than uh, shoot guns. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a movie that sustains its runtime. What? Fucking Matrix. There you go. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna be on. I'm, I'm gonna be real honest. I think the original Matrix is my least favorite Matrix film. Um, I understand why you think that. <laughs> It's just a just a road that I can't go. I like I it's it's very important. I understand. Um, I enjoy it. But Matrix Reloaded, one of the classics of the aughts. I think it's like a beautiful, shining example of excess and beauty. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Love Matrix Reloaded. Uh, I like the fourth one a lot. I think that movie has like like the spice. That's what I'm looking for. I think it really goes for something. It really impressed me. Like there's choices I don't like about it, but like it's it's it, it decided it was going to exist and they had some ideas and they made a movie about it. And I like fucking appreciate that because it's so rare on this budget of film anymore. Um, and then uh, Revolutions just has like the cool ending. I think Revolutions is like a bad movie, but like there's parts of it I really yeah. like. The Matrix is a better movie, but I find so much of it like dead to culture to me that's more that's more the problem with the matrix the matrix is like yeah when i saw psycho finally um i was like well i've seen all the parts of this that everyone thinks are cool and i i reference eight thousand times and i just don't care and even though i saw the matrix when it was relatively new i still feel that way about the matrix i'm like yeah it's great when they run into the lobby and shoot a bunch of guys it is sick don't get me wrong it is sick uh there's a it's a very quotable film but um morpheus is not his full power yet so what are we even doing here because really i'm watching it for lawrence fishburne <laughs> yeah yeah um Lawrence Fishburne so good um the the amount I love Matrix Reloaded almost entirely off the back of Lawrence Fishburne giving ridiculous speeches cannot be over <laughs> as stated um yeah as I said I I fully understand why you think that the Matrix is like the worst of them yeah but. It's not the worst of them. Um, I think the third yeah. one is the worst of them. I just like it a little more than I, than I, yeah. if you ask me which one to watch, I would pick the first one last at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I watched it like multiple times in theaters when it came out. Okay. So I think the, but culture has just happened to it yeah. in a way where, um, yeah, I feel like if somebody has not watched the matrix and then they go watch it now, it's just extremely oh, like, rough. Oh yeah. 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 I think yeah. that would be very hard to do. <laughs> Yeah, be like, oh, I've yeah, I know, I've seen this. It's yeah. not until you get to the Merovingian with his like cum cake and going to take a piss that you're like, man, <laughs> the cum cake is so good. <laughs> we, we're back in like cinema uh, again. Yeah, I fucking love the Merovingian. Yeah, <laughs> Matrix is... Reloaded is really good. Yes. <laughs> um. Um. But, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, did you ever see the fourth one? Yeah. Okay. Do you like it? Um, yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting. It's like, it feels very deeply personal mm -hmm. in a way where, um, sometimes it like feels weird talking about it because it's just like, there's like, 
just clearly like she's working through stuff making this movie yes <laughs> and so like i don't know how to talk about it critically when that's like what it is you i mean know? that's all that's a lot of movies on some yeah. level so i still have to i still have to sit here and do my job do the best i can right yeah um but uh like like there's like suicide imagery in that yes. that is like uh that's the part in particular where like the personal part comes in where I'm like, this stuff does not hit for me or like hits weird for me, mm -hmm. but also it's just clearly like you are working through something. Yes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's the part where I'm like, I can't like you're, you're talking about your experience. So there's like a certain limit to which I can, I can, uh, you know, continue on. But, um, yeah, I thought it was fine. There, there are some parts that I was like, this is a little too cheesy, but, uh, there's also the parts where it goes past, like it goes through cheesy into like, this is too cheesy complimentary. Yes. Um, like all of the, the, uh, what making the game stuff. That's just like, yes. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff just has the surreality of weird. This is just things that have actually happened to her put on screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they are like ridiculous and no one should ever have to sit through that, but that's what it is to be successful, I guess. Yeah. Um The Catrix. <laughs> uh did did truly just enjoy the movie though. Yeah. But the whole the whole series, I guess, is not a trilogy anymore. But um I do think the third one is the worst of them in terms of quality, but there are some great moments. Yeah. Um extremely of an era of 3d where some of it just does not hold up <laughs> um the parts i mean sometimes it's charming but like the parts where there's like all the um like power suit stuff that people are in uh and it's like so clear that there's like one or two cycles that like multiple ones are just moving on yes uh yeah is is like deeply charming but does just look bad now uh, I just don't think Zion as like a bunch of army guys chatting each other is interesting at all. Like none of that stuff works for mm -hmm. me. I really like Morpheus's yeah. whole like, like you know what I want, like misdirected savior complex, or he he is a religious figure to these people, but his whole thing is put on this other guy. And I think that stuff rules. Um, but the third movie is just mostly about shooting ten thousand robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's way too much. Uh just shooting a bunch of robots yeah it it feels the most video gamey of all of them yes. where it's just like well here just be another shooting level yeah <laughs> yeah um speaking of video games you you played third birthday oh right yeah you, yeah i did do that yeah you're the only person i know who's also played third birthday <laughs> It's been so long that I like barely remember the plot or anything. I just I remember it being deeply charming, but um, so here's the to thing. me as somebody who cares one about of the it, problems like with the, third, the series. One of the problems with third birthday is I haven't played Parasite Eve two, and one of the key images of the third birthday is apparently her getting married to the guy she meets in Parasite Eve two, um, which I assume doesn't actually happen in Parasite Eve two, but it is that guy supposedly. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that game um, is fucking weird because it. Um, it is it's an attempt to relaunch Parasite Eve by making a mission-based shooter 
uh, out of Iobrea with no memory, diving into the past to shoot monster like weird alien guys that don't look really anything like the monsters in Parasite Eve. There's none of the like mitochondrial like power shit that it drives Parasite Eve one. Uh, there's none of the survival horror stuff. There's none of the RPG stuff really. Um, you just run around shooting guys as she dives in and out of time, and it has like an incoherent OVA like slapdash plot about. Th- during this wedding where like a big mass like kill bill massacre happens uh it basically splits her soul through time and all these soul shards become the like weird alien monsters and that's why they have to like recoalesce them together to create a new life form that's going to supplant humans and i'm like this is this is nothing there's nothing here yeah <laughs> you're just saying words <laughs> anime 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 yeah <laughs> yeah uh deeply charming to me <laughs> Yes, I actually really enjoyed the game part, but every time there was a cutscene, I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, no wonder this killed the franchise dead. Even if, even if it was like coherent, um, which it's not, uh, it's a terrible introduction. <laughs> the whole point is like, we want to make a game for people who've never yeah. played Parasite Even I'm like, well, then why'd you make this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fucking like, uh, I, and some of it is just like, exactly how it relates here and then also just in my general feelings on the the series there's like a way that it almost reminds me of like the ray earth ova of like how did you mess it up this much i've not watched it um, i should do that at some point oh it's so uh edgy anime ova of the era but doing it with ray earth the like and especially pulling from like the first season more than the second uh where it's like this is the cute like uh shoujo girls going on a jrpg adventure thing why do you have like ferio with uh like horrible bug powers or whatever like where did you get this from um also the the redesign of ray earth um into lexus uh is so bad i'll look up ray earth um, let's see if i can get, find an image of this <laughs> Well, it just looks it just looks like expensive version of Ray Earth in like images. Yeah. Um yeah, it is it is like they all the girls don't have like quite the same color scheme. Oh, I hate happening. this Lexus thing. This sucks. Yeah, Lexus looks so fucking bad. This is like this is like um, a, a fourth like fourth level Digimon I hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not even a good Digimon. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um yeah, Lexus is so bad. Um, the the other redesigns are like fine because it's like mostly the same one. They're just making it like slightly edgier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why they did this Lexus design. Um, it's like truly bizarre. Um, but yeah, like the the girls are all wearing like basically the same. Yeah, I was gonna say they gave them uh, all like Catholic school outfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then somehow against all odds, like most of the other characters become villains that they have to fight. Um, except Clef, the, the one person to most make the villain. If you're going to do this, Clef never being a villain, just wholly being good is the funniest part of Rayo to me. Um, yeah. On some level, you think they have to know, right? Like it has to be on purpose. Yeah. Uh, it does feel like kind of a joke that Clef is not. Oh, the they villain. make Clef look even more evil. This is like a lunar yeah. villain. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Funny. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find Ferio from the Ray Earth OVA with his weird bug powers, his vermin powers. 
Uh, oh, there's multiple pictures of him, but I don't see any with the vermin powers. Uh, anyway, truly just unhinged OVA for like a show that I, I really enjoy. Um, and there's a certain energy to third birthday, except it's like more charming the way that third birthday does it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I would say I, I, I would, ca- I would call myself a third birthday defender, but I, I both don't think it's good and recognize why everyone hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I had a pretty good time jumping into guys. It was really weird playing it like as I was finishing 15 and getting the 15 DLC because the way that Aya jumps from body to body or like overdrive ability isn't that dissimilar from Noctis's like warp strike stuff. It's Tabata d- did this. It, it was this and then I think Crisis Core and then 15. Um, I know it was, it was Crisis Core, then this, then type zero, then 15. Sorry, I had those uh, turned around. Um, and I fucking hate Crisis Core. Um, and I haven't played, uh, I played a little bit type zero. It didn't really vibe with me. I love 15. And uh, yeah, the Warp Strike stuff is basically in this game totally. The dives in general make me think of uh, Lightning Returns, which it also had a lot of overlap with the like Final Fantasy team working on 13 stuff at the time. And then yeah. um, when I got to the DLC, the episode uh, Prompto, it's just a fucking weird bad shooter like third birthday in a lot of ways where you're like regularly picking up new guns you can't like reload them you have to drop the gun and pick up a new gun i'm like this is just third yeah. birthday this is, this is exactly <laughs> what we're doing here uh right it was yeah. really weird having just i literally finished third birthday fought the absolutely ludicrous final boss um and then went and loaded up episode prompt and i was like wait this is the same fucking thing <laughs> um yeah I think also some of it is the way that I care about Parasite Eve is that I also think it's like dumb anime plot yes, stuff. Yes, it absolutely it's, is. It's better, but I think that sometimes people are like, oh, Parasite Eve, it was like so great and like deep. And I'm like, that's not the vibe that I had from it. No. Um, yeah. But it did. <clears throat> and so this just being a, a different type of dumb anime uh, and just being dumber is just like, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> Here's the thing is I have a lot of fondness for the PSP, but it is not it is not hitting like the PlayStation. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like um, uh, there's a bit like the second level. Aya goes back to like a rock concert where some weird aliens come out of a portal and attack the rock band. And I'm like, this is so paltry compared to the opening of parasite eve or the like the opera singer gets possessed it's fucking incredible <laughs> you can't you just can't beat that yeah the, the rest of the game parasite eve cannot beat the opening of parasite eve yeah uh the other game that i vaguely associate with third birthday is the psp ghost in the shell standalone complex god um, i think i have that downloaded but i don't actually intend to play it probably which is a bad first person shooter uh, yeah, I bet. I I went back to try and play it, like when we were doing Ghost in the Shell stuff on Ghost Divers, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "This is too bad." I might be able to do the PS or the P, uh, PlayStation Two one, because um, that one's like a little bit more. There's like platforming and stuff. Um, but yeah, the the PSP first person shooter Ghost in the Shell. I was just like, "This." <laughs> <laughs> this is too bad for me to keep playing. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see the PS2 one is a third person shooter, which is inherently yeah. uh, probably better for that. Um, yeah. The Yeah. When I played third birthday, I put on my Steam Deck. I set right stick to actually move the camera instead of having to use the D-pad. So I played like a real shooter with a, with a controller and not the PS. I love the PSP, but God damn it. Don't make shooters for the PSP. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's got one stick. They really wanted to. Yeah. 
And yeah, it, it was a mistake. But um, God, I'm just looking at like the the bad uh, visuals from the PlayStation 2 standalone complex game. Um, I look looking at Bateau's face here, and he is just a weird, <laughs> a, a bad homunculus of a human being. Yeah, I'm like Bateau. Bateau don't look like that. Bateau is my boyfriend. Why did you do this to him? It's weird that they tried to make it like people look more human and less anime. Yes. It's like just do the anime. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Definitely played a lot of both of those games back in the day, though. Um, by then, I was way out of my play a bunch of licensed schlock phase, so I was not doing this. Um, I feel like the Ghost in the Shell was the only one that I did it with, but... Uh, that's fair. This is an M-rated video game. Is it just because of violence, yeah. probably? Blood and violence, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm glad to have somebody who at least has a vague fondness for Third Birthday, a game that does not deserve it, really. No. Um, it's weird, because, like, I I feel like they should make more Parasite Eve. I don't know who at Square yeah. could make Parasite Eve at this point in the way that I would be happy with, but someone should do it. Yeah. Um, it's also a thing of, like... The first, the combat in the first game feels like even at the time it felt a little outdated. It, I still think it's just the best that they've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see you liking the Parasite Eve two combat. They make it a little bit more actiony, but I mean, yeah, they, I don't know if it'd be in the way you want it. That is that is on my agenda probably next year. But like uh, you know, I was just I wanted a thing to play in bed that I could load up on my Steam Deck, and it, I was like PSP emulation. Let's try it. Yeah. And I don't even know why Third Birthday came up. Uh, genuinely no idea. Oh, you know what happened? I watched this fucking guy that me and Jackson are obsessed with called Oboshoes Games, who just plays, he just plays shooters. That's the only thing he seemingly <laughs> plays and likes. But he also, he does videos on them. And he just plays the campaigns and talks about how fucking bad every shooter is. And I don't, I like the, the energy of like, I love this thing, but hate it is just so spicy to me. He just gets so mad at every bad decision made in a video game. Um, but then every once in a while he'll play it because he mostly plays like fucking Call of Duty and games that want to be Call of Duty. And every once in a while he'll play a Japanese game and go, what the fuck happened here? Why is every decision like this? <laughs> and sometimes he's like really excited by this. And sometimes he's really baffled by this. And I watched his third birthday video where he was very baffled by all the decisions. Um, but I was like, this game seems all right. And I want to give it a shot. And I did. And I, you know, it yeah. was all right. Yeah. I have played many uh, more boring games than Third Birthday. It's not even very long. You just kind of, the enemy variety gets a little thin and like the enemies become big bullet sponges towards the end. But I just turned on some cheats and pl- plowed to the ending of the game. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just feel like PSP in particular, I wasn't like fully, I wasn't living the commuting life. Yeah, I uh, never lived the commuting life in a way that the PSP's built for. I was always driving. Yeah. I'm even driving myself to work or I'm at home or at work, you know? Yeah. But I feel like, especially when I was playing a lot of PSP games, I was still doing the thing where I would do the like one or two quick missions and then I like swap to another one or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's also how, like there were so many games that I was playing at the same time when I, when I was playing stuff on PSP. Yeah. Um, 
I remember just like carrying around because the UMDs were like not the the there wasn't like a good carrying case. So I just remember like having like the cases that they came in in my backpack. Um, and I'd have like four or five and I'd just be like swapping through them. Um, occasionally put in like uh, an RPG where you could just go a little bit longer. God, um, by the time I got a PS- one. Th- PSP, I was uh, working out of college because I didn't get one to yeah. work too late. Um, Crimson Gem Saga played a lot of that. I've played Crimson Gem Saga. That's a totally seven out of ten RPG. Is uh, not complimentary, complimentary, but nothing to recommend yeah. it other than it's a pretty good time if you got like twenty hours to kill. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's some like. There's like just enough customization to the weapon and skill stuff. Yeah. That um, you know, I don't even know what game made like convinced me to buy a PSP. I have no idea. I think I was just in that period of my life where I was like working and I didn't I didn't pay rent because I was living with my family and I didn't uh, I didn't have a car even at that point, so I didn't really have bills. So when I just was like, oh, I guess I'll buy this thing when I'm wandering in the mall. Yeah. Oh, Hexes Force. That was another. I've not uh, played Hexes Force. Yeah. Um, oh, what's the name of the? There's like a, a like lion dude in it, who I remember being really cool. Okay. Um, Again, have not played Hexes Force. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um. Also, Irene has kind of uh, is like of that era of it has like slight vibes of Rhapsody or something like the game in general, especially Irene, who's just sort of a ridiculous character. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, and I think the way it worked is that you would like pick which character to play as and you would like do both eventually. Okay. Like you'd play one person's side and then you play the other person's side of the story. And then after you did both, there was like a final thing that you did together. Um, it was like kind of the story of seasons thing, but it was just all on one game like UMD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, the, the games where you like look it up on Wikipedia and there's hardly anything. Yes. There's a Hexes Force wiki. Oh, okay. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> being a noble of noble birth, Irene can sometimes be demanding. She is also compassionate and cares a lot for Levant. After their childhood experience stimulated the uh, stimulated the events of Levant's dark forced self. What does that mean? Does that uh, mean he went dark sided? He's evil. Yeah, um, yeah, sort of. And it means that she's sort of tsundere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I'd probably like her. Let's be real. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> um, Oh, is it uh, Greek? G-R-I-E-K is the lion dude. Okay, I'm looking at him, and this is just Leomon. This is literally just Leomon from Digimon. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, Greek is a fierce and incredibly strong Ligar warrior. He is a force to be reckoned with on the battlefield. Greek's greatest loves are battle and the Ligar concoction known as Ligarvasser. Uh, while he and his own race despise the humans, he has an understanding side to listen when Levant and Irene join their side. Okay. Yeah. I'm never playing this. <laughs> yeah. 
It is, it's not really worth playing yeah. in 2023, but if you had a PSP back in the day, it was fun. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. God, just such an era of anime. Like, when I look at this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is after the era of anime I was into. I was like, man, all this stuff looks like shit. Like, I played the Star Ocean 1 re-release, like, when they put that on PSP. I'm like, God, everything looks so fucking terrible. Yeah. I think it's a flop period for anime designs and video games. I do. I just like the 90s uh, ones. I'm like, oh, this is the shit. And I, I know that's just me being old, but I, I don't care. It's me being old. It's fine. The 90s ones are great. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of numerous eras of anime. Yeah, I'm not saying it's universally bad, yeah. right? But typically, I look at like... Oh, they're they're redrawing characters for like Fantasy Star and Star Ocean around this time, and I'm like, I don't like any of this shit. Yeah, especially when it's like an older game that they remake. Yeah. I kind of just like when they do the old art, or they like try and do something that's in that. Yes. Like, you know, maybe they need to like upscale the like. They need to have a higher res image, and so they like either find like original drawings or they like do something new that's in the style. Yeah. That's fine to me, but yeah. I do appreciate uh, once it's happened enough to like Star Ocean 2 got the new release and that game has literally like three, I think four sets of portraits that are all slightly different that exist in the world yeah. because of how many re-releases. And now that all four exist, it's like, I don't care, make more. Like, you know, re-release that game in 10 years and put new art on it because now you can just see time happen to this fr- this one game. Uh <laughs> I actually yeah. quite like the new art on that one. I, I love the original art, but I think the new art's pretty good. Um, and uh, both of the arts in between, not my taste. Yeah, that like real Switch era, like early Switch era, end of PlayStation era art, uh, I do not like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the PSP one is kind of fine, but um, it's definitely way different vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, if it is like they just put all the art in there, that's great. Yes. Do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I should be able to swap between all sets of portraits. Uh, please, love of God. Yeah. Let, uh, your, let your anime age like milk. It's fine. It, it, it's it's yeah. iconic and retro, and the people who like it will love it. God, the original Star Ocean... Uh, art is so good. Oh, like the original Star Ocean art is uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah. love it. It's ridiculous. I'm like, man, this shit is like one step removed from Fantasy Star. Uh, I know in between there is like Tales of, but I don't give a shit about Tales. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, I think that's that's most of what I've got. I haven't been too, doing too much else. No, that's fine. We can still just... watching Narissa streams, you know, following along with your various let's plays. That's good. I um I am still not on the VTuber uh tip anymore. Again, whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um it's fine, whatever. I'll I'm sure I'll go back. I always go through like waxing and waning periods. Um Whenever, whenever I see the like Fuamoko, like, uh, little inspirational, you know, message stuff. Yes. Um, I always find it slightly cringe, but it like, 
a little bit more charmingly cringe than when people just tweet like mental health reminder to take your pills or whatever. The thing with uh, the but thing, it has the same vibes to me. The thing with Fumoko is they're deathly earnest and um, yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> the, like the people who tweet uh reminder to everyone to take your pills are also deathly earnest yeah the uh, thing, they're just more charming about the it the thing with is they're living the gimmick they're never not those characters yeah. right yeah and i know that's not who like more than most vtubers that's the the, the real twins behind fumoko are not do not act like that i know in my heart right like it's yeah. just so different than a lot of especially in english vtubing <laughs> i think there's like a big emphasis on you want to be real you you put on a little sheen of kayfabe, but it's mostly just you being you. You turn things up to 11. And I, Fuamoko are characters. And I think those characters yeah. can get away with a lot of things that people who are not characters cannot do. Yeah. Um, they, they are always performing. Yes. And, and for me, this is like their greatest strength and also their greatest weakness for me. Mm. <laughs> From like what I want. Uh, which is that sometimes I just find them very charming. Um, but also I just don't know if I'd ever like watch a, especially a longer one. The Fuamoka mornings are like short enough. Yes. You know? I don't so. watch long streams of anybody. Fuck that. I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good background noise. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't like background noise in this way. Yeah. Um... I still feel like I always need some amount of background noise to, like, work, because otherwise I'm, like, too aware of the other noises mm -hmm. that are happening that are going to distract me. So Fair enough. Um, you know, have the, like, steady sound of, like, Narissa talking and playing a video game rather than just, like, hearing all the sounds on the street, because I live in a city, um, is generally going to just smooth things over a little bit more where i can focus oh so. yeah no i have a, i have the opposite problem where i just i'm like oh i'm gonna watch them play the video game and if i can't focus on that then what am i even bothering for yeah the fact that narissa plays a fair number of games that i'm not really that interested in watching is is kind of a plus for what i need from vtubers <laughs> oh that's fair um like you're just playing some like uh getting over it with Bennett Foddy style game oh, that's like you're a worm a or whatever I do not care about you're correct yeah 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 I mean this is the thing is like I was into let's plays before I was into VTubers so like I'm like oh I'm, I'm here to see the game be played like if I'm there's very few V's period I've been in VTubers for since they blew up in the in 2020 I think I've watched maybe three complete playthroughs of a VTuber playing a video game and it's because I was interested in the game <laughs> Yeah. Just not just not uh, how I perceive the uh form. I'll watch a lot of clips and compilations and uh like random when they're doing just like random variety <laughs> streams, love that stuff. Um but uh I don't really watch them play video games that much. Uh I went to to YouTube just to like look at some of the stuff that Narissa has played recently yeah. to refresh my memory. Uh and in the like general recommendations because mostly i just watch like narissa streams and then like your let's plays yeah uh it's the main thing that i watch on on youtube and then also i'll just like get the music for puton and like you know download it with one of the youtube to mp3 sure. websites um but so i have listened to some of the music that narissa did before she was narissa but i've listened to it on spotify not on youtube uh -huh. but i have multiple of her videos just recommended to me here <laughs> my, songs my youtube would be so overwhelming i i i i'm subscribed to 489 channels 
And a lot, that's too many. And a lot of them don't <laughs> post anymore, right? Like, or they post very sporadically. Yeah. But um, I watch a lot of YouTube. And I don't watch everything everybody puts out, but I am like, I have like 17 different interests and I follow some YouTube channels that do a bit of those in all directions, right? Yeah. There's like food YouTubers, I, there's history YouTubers, there's a bunch of ASMR stuff I listen to when I'm trying to fall asleep, a ton of video game stuff, a ton of old computer stuff, a ton of uh, electronic stuff generally, um, some maker stuff, some just dumb, random bullshit stuff, some camping stuff. I love camping YouTubers. Um animal stuff vtubers all over the place uh i truly just don't watch youtube like this i barely ever opened youtube before i was watching like narissa streams yeah where you put you're you're like putting on a stream to watch i am watching 60 different videos in that exact exact same time period this is the difference this is where this is where i'm like well how do you how do you find the time for that it's like because you're not watching 60 different videos about a bunch of things yeah, no, I'm literally just creating white noise while I do work, yeah. mostly. Um, or it's become the thing when I wake up and I have to like get ready for work to drive in in the morning. Because um, sometimes I can do anime, but if it's like a subtitle, like if I'm doing anime, I have to do a dub because I'm just like not always looking at the screen because I got to like make my breakfast and everything. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I've been considering trying to like watch the double O to catch up and not just do it on my lunch breaks mm-hmm. um because i started watching while i'm biking but i i don't know if i want to do the dub maybe i'll do it for like one or two days i'm, I'm so. not actually heard the dub of that i've only been yeah. i've just been enjoying it so much that i don't think about it <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is when we were like going through seed and seed destiny uh especially seed destiny that was one where i was like having to drive in a bunch i was like i I don't care about this show enough to not just put on like a dub and watch it. And, <laughs> or I think some of that was Japanese is like, it's fine if I miss it. <laughs> I don't, there, I care so little about Sea destiny. So I'm afraid if there is a dub of Sea dust, there is a dub, right? Yeah. There's two. Yeah. That's right. There's two. I don't know which one I was watching. Well, did, did, uh, did one of the, one of the sicko guys make a bunch of gamer reference, like memes and gamer references? I don't think so. Then you're watching the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway, we're getting the fuck out of here. Where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Foxomnia on Twitter. Also other social media stuff, but that's the main one that I tweet on or post on. Um, go listen to my other podcasts. Uh, by the time people hear this, it's too late to write in to to the ghost divers new year special but we are currently doing nana and we'll also have a new year special that will be a lot of fun um you know looking forward to do the rank doing the rankings and the brackets and stuff again i don't want to derail this i want to get out of here i have stuff i want to do it's getting late um but i was listening to ghost divers this week uh the one that's like from last week or whatever uh because i'm behind and i just think that i'm not that sympathetic to nobu as a character enough you, you like you're all in on like talking about Nobu's motivations, the acts. I'm like, this guy fucking sucks. I understand he's a kid, but like he's annoying. Yeah, and everyone takes him too seriously and gives him too much leeway. And he's a fucking kid. Tell him to pound sand. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean he does kind of suck. the The truth is, I want to try and like talk about what's going on with him when I'm doing uh, you know, deep dive into it. Yeah. Uh, but I have the same vibes with Nobu that I have with with Yusung 
from uh, Mystic Messenger, which is like, I just don't care about your fucking deal because you are way too immature about women and you just need to work through your shit. Yeah. I understand um, that you are like has nobody's a lot of problems going through it, but I'm like I'm I'm not your parent. You need to go figure this out and come back in five years when you can be normal. I mean, I feel that way about a lot of the yeah. not the pro, part of the problem with Nana's melodrama is I'm like everyone's so fucking young. Get over yourselves. <laughs> yeah, which is not helpful, not constructive. Um, it's been interesting listening to you two pick it apart because like it really just drives home like. I am not invested in these specific types of dramas in the same way that you are. Yeah. I like, I like characters I can root for. And I think 80% of the characters in Nana are kind of jerks that I don't like very much. And like, I find their melodrama compelling, but I don't, I don't turn it over my head. Like you do. I want, I need like someone I'm like, I'm really rooting for this person. Yeah. Um, and like I think the only char- the only two characters I think that's true for for me and Nana are uh, Hachi and Yasu. Uh, Nana oh, not a character I f- find particularly interesting or compelling. <laughs> uh, just say that you don't find me interesting. I'm not saying that. I like you quite a bit. You were not Nana uh, you, despite all of your attempts to you, prove otherwise. <laughs> you definitely would not have liked high school me then. No, I mean, that's, that's probably, really I think that's for, that's fair. Yeah, I would not like most true. of the people I'm friends with when I was in high school. I was a miserable person in high school, and everyone around me was also miserable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, I like Yasu, but I think I'm probably rooting for him less than you are. Um. Uh, yeah, I think he's just like a guy who sucks, and I hope he figures something out. Watching him slowly yeah. burn every bridge through an action, I think, is really compelling. As someone who regularly chooses an action <laughs> out of fear in my life, um, I find yeah. him relatable. <clears throat> um, and for me, with Nana O, just watching her burn every bridge through having trauma responses yes. and not dealing with them well is compelling for me as a person who has trauma responses and is going through therapy to try and deal with them yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is like uh, Caroline in uh, Paracas. She's just a character who like get, lets inertia sweep her along, and that's the thing. That's what I relate to more than someone who freaks out and burns everything down. I've, I've never been that person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Nana is like Osaki. Nana is just the most relatable character mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I feel that way about um, Hachi mostly. I'm like, yeah, I, Hachi's problems make a little more sense to me. You, you really wanted this home life, and you didn't really think it through. Uh, but you're here now, and now it's not fulfilling you. What do you fucking do? I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. Anyway, was that it for your plugs? We need to get the fuck out of here. I swear um, to God. Go listen to Pondering Putan. Go listen to Ornate Stairwells. Lots of movie talk. Yeah. I was sad there wasn't one this week. I I was like, all right, not weekly. Not a weekly pod. Yeah. We're, we want to try and go back to weekly, but it's not happening it's before v- the it, holidays. Look, I don't have a weekly movie podcast. Yeah. It's fucking hard. I'm not saying yeah. you need to do it. I just said I miss it when it's not up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at am underscore being. You can find my podcast at neuralmapping.com. Uh, what do we got coming up? There will be, oh, there already is a uh, Reptory Screenings on The Jerk that came out a couple days ago, uh, which we all liked. I liked the least of everyone, um, but I th- like in talking about it, I ended up liking it more just through ruminating on it. That's a that's a weird fucking movie. I have a lot to say about yeah. why I don't like half of it and I really like the other half. Um, 
And I think it's a pretty good episode. Uh, we should have at the end of the week an episode on Delicious in Dungeon, which has not been recorded yet. So let's hope that works out. Um, that'll be going up about the entire manga in uh, Prelude to the Anime coming out, um, which I'm I'm a couple chapters away from finishing. That's really fucking good manga. I like it a lot. Um, just just warm, good characters to hang out with. Found it very compelling. Um I always put up uh, Let's Plays every Sunday for Final Fantasy Tactics. We're working through Chapter 3. Um, that's for $5 patrons. Gundam's still pretty good. Uh, we are actually <laughs> probably already out is the first blockbusters of this post-strike era where we watch G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra. We're doing that Saturday morning. So look forward to that. Uh, I hope it was good. I hope we pick a better movie next time. Because I've already seen G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, and I remember thinking it was mid. Um... So I hope whatever we pick for January is a better movie. Um, I think that's everything. Watch me and Dio play yeah. Dagger Vam and Raw. That's really fun. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Dialacina. Um, this other, I just found in the death of Siegfried. It's pretty great. Okay. You're going to send me some. So it's got German, 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 German. No. <laughs> no. This is so much more extra than the other art. Yeah. <laughs> this is wild. There's like, there's like, was it dryads? Are those the water ones coming out of the water to like try to stop him from throwing the spear? And everyone's got yeah. tons of like beaded gowns on, and there's like eight thousand soldiers marching in the background, and there's fucking lightning f- coming down from the sky, and there's some pterodactyls in the background. This is wild. Yeah, those are probably not pterodactyls, but they look—they could be pterodactyls. Also, I think it is it like I, I, I'm never sure how to pronounce it, but it's like naiads are like naiads, the water okay. one. Uh, Siegfried yeah. has an incredible perm in this painting, also. Yeah, <laughs> just the biggest hair. Uh, the like expression on his face is great yeah. too. Uh, and Hogni just like fucking going, you know. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is such a better painting than the first one. Yeah. Um. Well. This is not the one I'm going to link, though. I'm going to link the other one because we talked yeah. about his weird feet and shit. So that's more important. <laughs> uh, people, people can find, you know, can search for this one. Um, it is. Let me let me look if I can find the the artist for this one. Um, Henri de Gru. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's it. We are done. We'll be back next week with three more chapters as usual. Uh, until then, we are out of the podcast. And then we were out of the podcast.
Thank mm-hmm. you.